You heard you could save big when you bundle home an auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is Andy at the Andy Falco Show, coming to you live from uh, California here. It's uh, 7.30 on a Monday evening, and I am kid-free today. <laughs> it has been a long time. And you know what? I did nothing today. I, I, I In my head, I had all kinds of things planned. And... Um, uh, I, I, I did, I did nothing. Uh, and so I even took a nap, <laughs> but I woke up just to do the show. I got to do the show because it's super important. Uh, so much has happened over the weekends. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that story. I did actually do something today. I met with a friend of mine that, uh, we reconnected at church on Sunday. There's a whole story about that, that I want to give you. Um, but I want to share something. Uh, well, first, let me tell you this. I'm going to be talking about, uh, the Christian faith here just a little bit. Stop. Don't click off. <laughs> I know I have friends that are atheists. I have friends that are agnostic. I have friends that are Catholic. I have friends that are Mormons. I have friends of all different kinds of faiths. I'm going to share this. I'm asking you to stick around. It has a point. This is not necessarily a religious message, but I'm going to, I need to give it some context and tell you why what I'm saying and what the title of, of um, the show is, is that silence is not golden when it comes to saving the United States of America. Uh, it, it all has a point. It's just my story um, that I hope will resonate with some of you or connect, even though you may not be of the Christian faith. And I'm, I'm, I'm begging you that I'm going to show my uh, pastor here, Pastor Jack, and I'm calling him my pastor, even though it's only been a month and a, a week or so since I've been going to this church. I love it. Uh, I, it is my my church home and now and um, and I and I just love it. But there's so many golden nuggets during many of his messages that just kind of hit me and connect. And uh, this was one of them, along with, with everything else that happened today. So I'm, I'm begging you. This may be a little bit of a long show, but I'm begging you. Go get a drink, get a, a wine, whatever it is you drink, water, um, uh, a, a cup of coffee, uh, or whatever it is you're going to have right now. And just you got to stick with me. I promise you that in the end, I, I want to convict you that being silent is the wrong thing to do. I understand why some of you are being silent, but I, I'm hoping that I can move a couple of you to at least begin to open your mouths a little bit, uh, take a little bit of action. And I'm seeing it. I'm seeing people do this, but I, I need you to stick with me. I need you to. I need you to stick with me, no matter what your faith is. Hey, April, nice to see you. Um, can't wait. I'll try uh, and kick. Nice. Go get a, a glass of wine. I'm gonna have a glass of wine. I actually have a little something here. Um, it, it's soda water. I shouldn't drink soda. 
water at all when I'm, hey, Lana, nice to see you. Uh, and I think you'll like some of this, Lana, by the way. Uh, and uh, I'm going to share my story. I have a really cool story that I, I, again, I just wanted to connect with some of you. And I want some of you to to, to be strong that uh, with your non-silence, moving from uh, being silent. Let me tell a couple um uh, give me, uh, just go through a couple sponsors real quick. I want you to get some happy coffee. Happy coffee is fantastic. I love it. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, it has changed my life even more. And I, uh, the Viseo products that I, that I suggest and, and, and suggest that you take and, 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 um, add to your diet are fantastic. And then happy coffee for me is just one of those things that have also, um, really, uh, uh done a, a number on my weight loss. It's been great. I've had this fat, on my top of my stomach that I have not been able to get rid of. I've lost weight, right, over the last you know year or so, but I got stuck, like I just stopped. And this thing seems to be the, the finisher. I'm gonna have a new um, updated picture of my progress for coming soon because it's still working. Um, but get some today's happy coffee. I can't make any claims or anything like that, but I can tell you since I've been drinking it and also Zest and some other stuff, it's been amazing. So go to todayshappycoffee.com, todayshappycoffee.com. If you have any uh, questions about it, go ahead and get a hold of me. I talked about Viseo and CBD oil. Today's CBDoil.com is a place you go to find the best CBD on the on the planet. It's by Viseo, the, one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world. As a matter of fact, Lana is on the scientific team who's joining us right now. She is amazing, a spectacular woman, if you uh, and doctor and human being, uh, and she is on the team, and that's what makes our team uh, fantastic uh, as far as Viseo and um, makes it one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world. So Lana, thanks for joining. Uh, and then we have today's Viseo, which is you have the CBD side of the products and then you have the other wellness products. Go to todaysviseo.com. All right. So I'm going to share, I want to share a little bit of yesterday's message. Again, I'm asking you to stick around. I know that some of you may click off as soon as you see a pastor reading a passage and all that kind of stuff, but there's something that he says that just really kind of just confirmed that I'm in the right place as I'm, I'm, I'm as I begin to speak out and talk and 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 uh, share my feelings about what's going on in the world, about the stupid pandemic that is just ridiculous. The schools being closed is ridiculous. Our governor is a major a hole and needs to go away, and we need to recall him and a whole bunch of other stuff. All right, so and uh, we'll be talking about that. So let me go ahead and share the screen here, and I'm gonna. Uh, this is from yesterday's message. And uh, it's um, it's only maybe a minute, a minute long. And so please bear with me as we uh, put this together. I'm trying to take down my lower third there. Okay, so um, just watch this. Please be patient with me. I promise you uh, there's a purpose for it. And again, I'm not apologizing for my faith. I'm not apologizing for God or Jesus. I'm just, I know some of you, 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 can't, you can't hang uh, with, um, with these messages when I go to God. But I, I want you to stick with this one, please. All right, I've done, I've said enough. Here we go. God loves you. He died on the cross for you. I got to hurry up in case the rapture happens or if I drop dead. He died on the cross for your sins. He rose again from the dead. Put in your faith in him and him alone brings eternal life. Not your works of righteousness, not your morality, not anything else. Jesus died to get you into heaven. And God says, I love you. You're my child and I want you with me. It's amazing. It's amazing. He says, therefore, the world does not know us. And you're feeling that more every day. Because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be or be like. Think of that. What are we going to be like? How tall are we going to be? Will I have this freckle in heaven? I don't know. But we know this, that when he comes, we're going to be like him. That's good enough. It's going to be awesome. He says, but we know that when 
he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every true believer is excited about the Lord coming back. He could come back for the church now. He could come back for the church later. Oh, but he's coming back. Amen. He's going to return. He said he would. Are you in the family? What about this? Any day now, we continue on. It's a good day for you to be sure that you have the mind of God. The mind of God. The Bible encourages us to have the mind of God. You say, Jack, how can that be? Well, I'm not talking about being as smart as God. And I'm not talking about being as wise as God. That's impossible. When, I'm, when, I'm, when I say the mind of God, I'm talking about the word of God dwelling in you and in the operation of who you are. Verse 1 goes on and he says, I'm writing the second epistle. Watch now. In both of which, that is first and second. That's the words in both of which, both. Of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. Verse 2 says that you may be mindful. Thoughts. What kind of thoughts are in your head? When a topic comes up, what kind of thoughts do you have? All the topics of the world that could possibly pop up in your mind, whatever they may be, God wants you to deal with those thoughts through a biblical lens, whatever it is. That's why, listen, I love you guys, and I, I love, listen, even if I don't know you, I love you in Christ. Here's the deal. I, if you want to get me, I have to be careful. I have to, Lord, when somebody says, I'm a Christian, but I don't get involved in anything that's going on in this world. What are you doing? Don't you want to stop human trafficking? So, yeah, but the days are getting worse and worse, and you'll never stop it. That doesn't mean you don't do anything. You name the topic, the Bible's going to answer it. I don't care what it is. Well, I don't go to church anymore. Well, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25 that you should. Well, you know, I don't, the Bible says. <laughs> Have in your mind, washed in the word of God. That's that the, the part, the last part there. And I played the, the beginning part of it because I just want you to understand that, um, you know, the, the part that, that God loves you and he will protect you. And, uh, and either way, uh, no matter what happens, he is always there for you. And when you are presented with something uh, like a topic of what's going on in the world and you stay silent, that is not what is called for. Now, let me also now tell you that I am not a great godly person. I, I, I'm, I'm really to admit that. I need church to help me be better, right? Uh, and it, it's one of those things that, you know, they, they, talk about, they talk about this all the time that sometimes people go to church, they go, oh man, this is so great. I'm going to be so good from now on. And they get to the parking lot and they go to back out and somebody gets in the way, hey, and they flip them off and start cussing, right? It doesn't take long. <laughs> For some of us to go back to our old ways. Um, but uh, I, I'm here to tell you that I know for sure that his protection is always there. And that's, uh, you know, the great thing about the Christian religion is that you have faith in God and you believe in him. You believe in Jesus Christ and he forgives you. He died on the cross for your sins. And there's some great, uh, there's some greatness there uh, for even people like me. All right. And some, some people like me uh, need 
to be in church uh, every Sunday. And I now I'm going Wednesday and Sunday. That's how much I need. I, I, I need God. All right. So Andy, when you have time, please check out hydroxychloroquine uh, on Brett Bart. That, that was great. I did. I watched it and I, and I shared it. I tried sharing it, but it's not happening. I, I did. That was amazing. Uh, and yes, uh, you are absolutely right, Lana. And so I'm going to get, actually, I'm going to get to some, not really the, that message, but I'm going to get, sorry, my computer. My kids have been using my computer and now everything is all messed up. All right, so what I'm, I'm begging you is listen to that message that when you when somebody presents something, you go, well, you know, I don't even watch the news anymore. I don't know the topic. I, I see it all the time. I've seen also more people taking information and sharing it on their on their on their uh, Facebook page or their Instagram and that kind of stuff. I see more of it, but I still see a whole bunch of people saying, "Here, I'm going to send this to you. Can you put it up because I can't." Or I'm afraid if I say anything, something will happen. And 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 there's reason for that. Uh, one of those things I'm going to share right now, uh, as I find it here, and and I know this is going to just really, this is going to hit you in a way that you're going to say, well, see, that's why I don't do it. And that is uh, this one right here. So uh, let me share the screen. This is the story right here. And I know. And so I want you, I, I'm sharing this because I want you to know what I, what I see uh, out there and what's happening. And that is this uh, DJHJ. I'm not sure what DJHJ. I probably should know what that is. Um, but it says, Mission Coach fired for tweeting Trump is our president. He was fired only because he wrote, uh, he actually wrote, uh, I'm done being silent. Trump, uh, the real Donald Trump is our president. That he, He's an American. <laughs> and he simply put up a tweet that Trump is American. And he was fired from his job. He was given, he was given a choice to resign or get fired. And I would have done the same thing. I said, well, fire me then. Uh, and then I will, uh, and I hopefully he's going to sue them uh, for this thing. There's this tweet. I'm done being silent. Uh, Donald Trump is our president. Um, and let's see. There's a little bit of the story here. Uh, prior to uh, Mr. Kucheras, I'm not sure how to say his name, tweet. I cannot recall an instance where he shared his political affiliation while teaching or coaching. So people are, oh, he, he said... <laughs> He said, he said the president is our, our, the, the uh, Donald Trump is our president. And it, so what? Uh, and then there are other uh, down here later on in the story, they talk about two other teachers uh, in the school who talked about uh, Trump as a psychopath and a narcissist. And another one was um, how to beat Donald Trump. And they did not get fired. All right, so apparently in the school you can write things about Donald Trump as long as it's negative and it's uh, and it's completely okay. It, it's okay. So I I, pre I, I showed you the the, pep, the the message from yesterday about being silent. You can't be silent if you want to stop human trafficking, um, uh, ch children being used as sex slaves, uh, um, uh, of, of, of whatever whatever the topic is of the the pandemic. You know the wrongs about the pandemic, all that kind of stuff. Being silent is somewhat of a sin, right? Is a sin, uh, if especially if you have information that will give us truth, right? If, if it's gonna give us truth and facts, hiding it and not sharing it to, to get us out of this mess is, a, is wrong, right? So you hear Nancy Pelosi, you hear uh, Chuck Schumer, you hear uh, Joe Biden, uh, all these guys, right? They all say, uh, Donald Trump has mishandled the uh, the reaction to the pandemic. That he that he should have done more. That he didn't do this. That he he should have done less. Right? It's it's whatever. If he does more, then he should have done less. If he did less, then he should have done more. Right? They always have all the criticisms, especially now, and yet never, 
ever have they come up with something that he should have done. Never have they given a, like, well, instead of doing that, he should have done this. Never. It's always that he, uh, he's an asshole, or I'm so sorry. God bless me. He's a jerk. Um, uh, he, uh, he was slow to react. In fact, he was early to react, and everybody called him a xenophobe. Everybody said he was racist, and everybody said he was panicking when he shouldn't panic. The, LA, the, the, the New York Times, the LA Times, the, the Washington Post, all of the Democrats said, oh, you're, you're panicking about nothing. It's just the flu. And, and now they're saying he should have done it faster, right? So we already know that they're liars. We already know that they're hypocrites. We already know everything there is uh, 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 about this whole mess, but they never give solutions. The only time we got a solution out of Biden was recently, and he named all these things, and every one of them, he plagiarized Donald Trump's um, uh, actions against the pandemic and wrote down everything that Donald Trump has already done. So <laughs> he's in his in his way of I guess he was trying to say that he, Donald Trump didn't enough didn't do enough and didn't do these things, but in fact what he was doing is confirm that Donald Trump did everything possible with the knowledge that he had at the time. And even now, Biden is so stupid that with, with even after knowledge, right, as opposed to uh, you know actions at the time, with all the information that he has now, he's still only giving the things that Donald Trump has already done. Like he has, with even more information, he has no new ideas, nothing different that could have been done, right? Uh, hydroxychloroquine, which uh, Dr. Lana put up, uh, you know, when he said that he was using it or thought it would be great, of course, everybody says, they said, was saying that, it, that it'll kill you, right? Uh, you could have a commercial about some type of prostate medication or some type of um, uh, boner uh, <laughs> medication, and it has, you know, it'll kill you, it'll give you a heart attack, you'll see blue, um, you'll uh, become crippled, have all this stuff on, that's okay to have that medication, but hydroxychloroquine, when, when, when used um, at, at not the uh, prescription level of not using it correctly will cause you know heart attacks but when you use it correctly it's perfectly fine and safe right but they, they but they give you the information well you know it'll kill you it'll give you a heart attack yeah if you take too much <laughs> if you if you overdose on it yes and if you wait until the person's dying and then give it to them and, and the, no it won't save them because they're dying they're almost dead oh my god the people are crazy all right so i uh, so by being silent, we've allowed the Democrats, right? We've allowed the Democrats to have the floor, to have the messaging. The media has allowed, been allowed to have the messaging about all this stuff, which is completely bogus and untrue. Can you imagine how well this country would be, would be doing if the Democrats worked with the Republicans, right? As opposed to fighting everything. Nothing can get passed, even when it's a great idea, because the Democrats see it's a great idea and say, no, we're not going to go for it. Everything. There is not one thing the Democrats have done in the last several years in Congress, except for impeach the president, right? That's the only thing they've got done, which was based on false information um, uh, that was also uh, predicated by the same people that created the um, the Russia collusion, which has been completely uh, debunked and, and proven to be based on a lie paid for by, uh, um, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Clinton. What's her first name? Hillary Clinton uh, and the DNC. Completely paid for, created in Washington, D.C. The dossier was created in Washington, D.C. by Democrats and passed as legitimate information that they used to get FISA warrants, um, spy on the track. It's all, to, yesterday it came out even more information. I think today more information completely showing that it was completely false. It was completely created by the DNC, Hillary Clinton, and a, and a number of other people that were paid for by, by Clinton. And those same people also um, were involved in the uh, Ukraine impeachment based on false information. The very same people. 
<laughs> and yet, and yet the Democrat voters, right? I, I separate Democrat politicians from Democrat voters. Democrat voters still, yeah, but he's still an a-hole. He's still Russian, uh, a Russian spy. No, I just, you just saw, you, you're, we were just, you, there's evidence that it's all false. Yeah, but he's still, no, you can't say still if everything that was said about him and everything in regard to Russian was completely false and made up. You can't still use that. You really can't, but they still continue to do so. So, um, so we, 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 I want to go back to, um, um, this testing stuff, right? And so, um, the one thing that I told you long ago, right? I, I've been right about a lot of things. Is 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 as this guy living in Southern California in Orange County, uh, I happen to be uh, right about a lot of stuff. Um, and again, I borrow some stuff from other people and kind of you know put it all together. And, and you should see the mess that I have over there about all the stuff I read and look through and that kind of stuff. But months and months ago, way back in gosh, April, uh, uh, maybe June, something like that. I said, they started screaming about testing. And I, and I said way back then, I said, what's going to happen with testing is it's going to show that there's a lot of people that have it. And, but the problem when you do that is that it's going gonna, it's gonna to show that it's less deadly. And I'm not sure where the Democrats are going because they keep screaming for testing. And there's something, there's something about it. Why do they want more testing? It isn't because of science. It really, not, not, again, it's great for information and knowing how many people have it, that kind of stuff. But there's another reason why non-medical people like the Democrats, like Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, Adam Schiff, whoever else was screaming for testing said there need to be more testing. There's got to be a reason why they don't want, and there's something evil in this thought process, right? Scientists, medical people, I understand why they want the information, but that's never, ever why Democrats want information. They're, it's for political reasons, always, right? They're, they're not science. They don't care about the science. We know they don't care about the science because the science says kids should be back in school. That's what the science says. <laughs> but you have to treat the kids out of school, all right? And the science has always said, prior to, uh, to them, that, that masks aren't working, will not work in the way that they think that they're working. But that's a whole other show that I did once before. And so you have the Democrats that are screaming for testing. I'm going, gosh, what is the thing? Because what's going to happen is going to show a lot of people have, but, and yet the deaths are going to remain the same. If not, they're, if not get lower because we're going to be smarter about treatments. Mother, and and th again, I said this months ago and I couldn't figure it out, but you hear what they're doing with the information, right? They're showing, Oh my gosh, it's skyrocketing, right? You hear the, the words in the media are that it's skyrocketing. People are getting sicker. Uh, it's uh, it's peaking even in, on Fox News. They use skyrocketing and peaking, and it's because we're testing way more. And it's exactly what I said back in April or May, somewhere in there. It was a long time ago that you're going to see that a lot of people have it or have had it, and you're going to get these really high numbers. And even though the deaths are going up, and here here uh, now I want to share now I want to share this information that I have right here. I got oops, I got to remove this and bring up another one. Hold on. Go away. Stop screen share. There we go. Um, and get rid of him. Hold on. I got to get rid of this one. <laughs> I got this picture of Donald Trump and Nancy smiling together. That is so odd. All right. So here we have a CBS back in 2000. Here, I'm, I'm going to find it here. One second. Sorry. There's a lot of things I got to click on to get this stuff. All right. So in the, in, let me find the year. I think you can see it, right? Yeah. All right, let me go ahead and make it large. 
Oh, so this is the Fox News. First, let me go ahead and bring in the Fox News uh, thing. Uh, and this said Obama uh, administration shut down H1N1 testing, complicating Biden's attacks on Trump's coronavirus screening. So here's and again, so here's Biden screaming, screaming that we need more testing. We need more testing. Again, this is that 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 messaging that is just carried on. Right. Even though we have more testing, they still want more testing. They want more testing and more testing and more testing because it's going to cause us to see that there's a lot of people that either had it or either you know still have it or what's happening uh, a, a great deal. And I'm going to remove this because that's, it, that's just kind of I want to give you an idea of where where I was starting on this whole thing. Uh, and that is that Biden was saying that he wants more testing, too. He, he's bought the he's he's being, you know, whoever's hand is up his back, working in his mouth uh, is working because he's saying this very same thing, that they still want more testing, even though there's we are doing more testing than anybody else in the world. And that's because it's helping them that where they're messaging. Right. So here in CBS News back in. 2009, October 2009, down here as we scroll down, in late July, the CDC abruptly advised states to stop testing for H1N1 flu and stopped counting individual cases. The rationale given by the CDC guidance to forego testing and tracking individual cases was why waste resources testing for H1N1 when the government has already confirmed there's an epidemic? Could you imagine Donald Trump and the CDC at this point saying something like, we don't need to know. Let's just, right. This would, it, it, oh my gosh, it would be, it would be pandemonium. I almost said pandemic. It'd be pandemonium. They would be filing into the Congress. Let's impeach him again. He's all, but you know, but you know, uh, the Obama administration, well, we don't need to know anymore. We already know it's a pan, an epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes on to say some, and this is again in 2009, this is an article for 2009, not now. Some public health officials privately disagreed, privately disagreed. They didn't speak. There's, and I want to keep coming to that message. They didn't say anything. They kept it private, right? Privately disagreed with the decision to stop testing and counting, telling CBS News that continued tracking of this new possibly changing virus was important because H1N1 has a different epi uh, epidemiology affects younger, let me read this again, affects younger people more than seasonal flu and has been shown to have higher case fatality rate than other flu virus strains. Did you catch me on that? Let me say this one more time. Affects younger people more than seasonal flu and has been shown to have higher case fatality rate than other flu virus strains. An article in 2009 during the Obama administration. And so here we are today with a pandemic, with a, with a, with a, uh, a virus that has less effect on the younger. All the science says so. 30 children across the United States is, have, have died. Um, and many of them, if not all of them, had pre-existing uh, conditions that made them more susceptible to death because of uh, uh, what was going on in their bodies in regard to, uh, you know, being overweight or diabetes or respiratory uh, issues. I don't know all the things, but you, you see here when you only have 30 questions, I say, and zero, a goose egg in California, zero children in California have died from uh, COVID-19, right? Do, do you see here what, what's going on? It, this has nothing to do with caring for the children, we also have science out of Europe, out of Australia, out of even Korea. And I know that everybody wants to talk about this Korea thing, but the Korea uh, 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 research did not show that children were more susceptible to COVID-19. It did not when you actually read it, even though the New York Times will say that it did. 
And it also showed, just like every other thing, that there was no significant um, uh, um, uh, idea or, or outcome that showed that the children passed it on. As a matter of fact, in um, uh, Germany, it showed that the COVID-19 with children, actually the children were a break where it kind of stopped with them and didn't move forward. So here today on this pandemic, we have everything that says that we should be going back to school and we do it. We're doing more testing. We're showing that we have a higher incidence of having COVID-19, which should tell you, right? If we have more people that have it, more people that are affected by it, more people that are a sister, uh, sister, uh, you know, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, have, you know, showing that they have it, like that are being sick. Hey, what is it? They systematic, not what's, uh, systemic. I'm stuck on systemic. I was talking today with, uh, with Bruce Lynn and I'm going to come back to that story. So I got a really important story coming up about my meeting with Bruce Lynn today that I want to share with you. Don't leave. Cause I'm, I'm it's all going to come around. All right. I just want to make sure to tell you that I'm going to end on it, but you have this pandemic that is completely the opposite of the H1N1. H1N1 was showing that it's more deadly for children, but you didn't, we didn't shut down any schools even though that was more deadly for children, more deadly for younger people, right? Which some teachers are even considered younger people. It was more deadly. We, they said no more testing because we already know it's a, it's a, it's a pandemic. We already know that, that, that it's killing people. So why do we need to do more testing, right? In the Obama administration and the Biden administration where they, they, they completely stopped it, but this is because they know Right. The Democrats know the Democrats knew back then if they did more testing, they'd find out that more people would have it. And they would show that the Obama Biden administration was confused and didn't know what to do. A pandemic. They had no answers for the pandemic. If they if they had more testing, it would show more people have it. More people may panic and say, why aren't you guys doing something about this pandemic? But by not testing, nobody knows. Right. There's there's no history. There's no log of how many people actually had it. There's nothing to show that they completely mishandled it. So they say, let's stop all the testing, because if we do more testing, people are going to see that more people have it. And it's going to look way bad for us because we don't know what to do. We don't have the resources. We don't want to get involved. We have other things to worry about. Who cares about the kids? Even though more kids are dying, it's more deadly for children. H1N1 was more deadly for children. We don't want to stop it. And we don't want to shut down the schools. And who really cares? And who cares about the teachers that may get sick too? Nobody cared. It's when N one, but here in a, in a, in, a, in this pandemic that shows that children are unlikely to get it, most unlikely to get it. The percentages are point zero, whatever it is. I, I don't know exactly, and somebody's going to call me on it. What the he, what the hell is going on, right? And of course, the Dem Democrats say, "Okay, we're going to do the opposite of what we did with H1N1, and we're going to we're going to we need more testing. We need more testing." And the, and 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 what's Donald Trump supposed to do? He has no choice because they are so loud, and we are so silent, and we are so quiet, and we're just taking it right. We're just taking it because people are not speaking up. People are not talking. Say, "Okay, we've had enough." Governor Newsom, we've had enough de Blasio and Cuomo and the idiots up there in the Northwest, those complete morons, right? They don't report that in Seattle and in, in Portland that the um, the infections for COVID-19 have also skyrocketed, have also gone high in Portland, in Seattle, are the highest in the state where all the rioting has taken place. They don't report on that. Why? Because they don't want the report, want the rioting to stop. 
They will not report that the incidence of COVID-19 infections are higher in Portland and higher in Seattle because they don't want the riots to stop. So they won't report on that. But they will report it in other places so that they can keep you from going to church and tell us to close down our churches. That church I went to yesterday is wide open. Almost 2,000 people. Let me see uh, if I have a number here. Every There's three different services. Hold on. I'm going to look. I had, a, had it written down here how many um, seats that holds. Uh, I didn't get a message back. Oh, there it is. 2,800. So 2,800 a service are in the sanctuary every service. First service, second service, and third service. <laughs> and, and Pastor Jack refuses to close the doors of that church. And, and we sing and we do our thing. Why? Because this is a joke. This is a complete joke. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's craziness. It's stupidity. And it is, it is just ridiculous, right? H1N1, more deadly to children, more deadly to younger people. Stopped all testing did not close down the schools, did not close down the churches, right? They may have allowed rioting back then. I don't know. It's possible. But here, rioting is okay. We're not going to tell you that there's any higher percentages of, of, of COVID-19 in Seattle or Portland, because if you see that, you may say, okay, you got to stop the rioting because, because we have a spike, right? They would not listen anyway. And I think it's so funny that I hear people see they're wearing masks. They're not wearing masks because of COVID-19, you, you dumb sh moron. Oh my God, they're wearing, they, they got the umbrellas and the mask for a reason. And it's not for COVID-19. All right, so let me get rid of that one. I have one more thing I wanna show you and then I'm gonna get to my story. I'm telling you the story about Bruce Lynn and my, my son uh, accepting Jesus Christ yesterday. I, I'm gonna tell that story because there's more to it that I shared and, and the post that I put on my personal page. But I just, I want, really wanna hit it home with why that is significant and why it just really kind of changed Changed some things with me over the last couple of days. All right, and, and I, you, you got to stick around. I promise you, I, I, I think it'll be really good. I think it will move you, and I think it will be important for you to hear. Um, I got one more here. Uh, there was one more. Oh, uh, about the violence. <laughs> All right, <laughs> about the violence. Come on, come on, Jerry Nadler. All right, Jerry Nadler, what a moron. Uh, just like, geez, I know these words. I know. I know people are, well, you're, you're being divisive by saying bad things. They say bad things about Trump constantly. It is not the Republicans that are dividing this. It is not Donald Trump that is dividing this country. It is Democrats and the media that are dividing this country. Get it out of your head. I know. Oh, I know. He he says really bad tweets. I know. I know. But he doesn't. He, oh, you got it. it, it you, you, you first create a false report that he's a Russian spy even before he gets into the White House. And you don't think he'd be angry about that? You don't think that he would fight against it? You don't think that, right? Right? But they, they, he's a Russian spy and they go on the news every day for years, right? But, but he's the one dividing the country. He's the one. The Democrats had, you know, using a, the Steele dossier, using a false narrative, going on the news and saying he's a Russian spy, and then impeaching him based on a lie. None of that divided the country. None of that is an, an issue in regard to, um, uh, you know, har harming the um, uh, the republic and the connection between Republicans. That, that 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 divide was created by Donald Trump. Absolutely not. It was created by the Democrats. Uh, in every way and continues to do so. The thing with the pandemic, he's horrible. He's, he's allowing people to die. Okay, so what is it you think we should have done? 
Well, he should have done something different. Well, I'm, I'm asking you. You seem to have all the answers, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy, what is it that you think he should have? Well, he should have done it differently. What? What should have happened? That he shouldn't have sent the two hospitals up to the East Coast and the West Coast that didn't even get used? That? He shouldn't have had all the respirators uh, created, which is actually a bad idea because the respirators were killing people. But that's all. I saw somebody post, if you don't wear a mask, then you must believe in respirators or something like that. Like, idiot. don't be a moron. You got <laughs> all these respirators were created and they're not, it's actually the worst thing you can use, right? How about treating it when, uh, at early stages of being infected by it? That would be way better than waiting until people are dying before you do anything about it, right? The respiratory, <laughs> oh, okay, but I'm back to say, what should he have done? What, tell me, what, what should have been done differently? Well, he should have closed up, he, he did close down the borders. Well, he should have, right, all this BS. All right, so here is Jerry Nadler. Oh, I, I gotta, here, hold on. I gotta share the screen first and make it large. So this is, again, this, the silence is going to kill us. We're allowing things like this to happen. We are allowing this kind of BS to occur. The, this is a split screen. The upper screen is what's actually happening in Portland. And down the bottom is a, uh, I'm not, no, I don't know if it's a reporter or a podcast. Or what, and he's, he, he hunted down uh, uh, Nadler, uh, uh, soup sandwich, uh, Nadler. And you got to listen to this, this madness. You probably heard it, but I'm going to play it for you anyway. It's just, it's just madness. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow yeah, the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? That's, that's, that, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Because, Sir, there's, there's videos well, everywhere there's online. There's fires and riots. There's th throwing... Fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Wow. So he thinks it's fake news. Antifa's a myth. Yeah, Antifa's a myth in Portland. Meanwhile, the whole city is on fire, and they're trying to burn down the courthouse. <laughs> can you can you believe it? What the hell does he do? What, what, who is he? What? <laughs> and, and I'm going to go back to my premise. Now, either Democrat voters, and I have friends that are Democrats, and, and, I'm, and I'm shocked. I mean, I am shocked that either, either they are, they're as dumb as rocks and I didn't know it. And I don't know how this escaped me because I have friends that are Democrats. And I go, and, I, and I've asked a couple of them. <laughs> I go, I know you're not dumb. I know you're not stupid. Why are you acting stupid? Because I, I, because I, I want to believe that you're not. I want to believe that you're not stupid and you're not ridiculous and you're not and you and I want to believe that you don't truly hate America. What is it that you can listen to a guy like Nadler, who we can see? It's again, that's the, the the top was Portland. <laughs> right? The rioting. I'm not laughing at the rioting. I'm laughing at how ridiculous this is. You have, it's every night for 60 days, two months, two months. And he's on this day, this was yesterday. Yesterday, after two months of rioting, fires being burnt, uh, uh, Molotov cocktails, explosions, illegal fireworks being used as missile launchers, um, police officers being blinded by lasers. 
and the video of them pulling down fences and, and, and breaking windows and looting has been going on for two months. And yesterday, Nadler says, it's a myth. It's not happening. <laughs> what the? What the? So I go back to my dad. Are you stupid? And I didn't know it. Or are you just acting stupid? I, because it has to be one or the other. There's no other choice. There is absolutely no other choice. Because you also see that you, you get presented with Biden. Right, you, you look at Biden. You go, uh, these nurses. Um, I, they wouldn't do that today, but they used to blow in my nose to make sure <laughs> to to make me move. And so I put up. I go, is there any nurse? I have hundreds of nurses. I, I have a lot of medical people that are always say, I, I want to know anybody in the medical business who has ever breathed <laughs> in their patient's nose to get them to stir. I, 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 anybody, anybody, right? Not one person. Right. Um, I love it when young uh, used to be young men used to rub my legs or my blonde hair on my legs. Like, what? What are you talking about? If you don't vote for me, you're not black. Well, but, but Trump is a racist, as he says the other day. I almost fell out of my chair when he, he says Trump is a racist. I go, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mr. Biden. Uh, you have lost your freaking mind. And again, Democrats, I'm so sorry that you are. And I'm sorry that I thought you were intelligent. Many of you, many of your friends that I were Democrat, I, I thought some of you at least had some intelligence. You have a guy like Nadler saying it's a myth, and you're you're still supporting your party. That you still support your party. You support your party that that lied about the Steele dossier, that lied about uh, 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 Trump being a Russian asset. Uh, all the information is completely false and debunked, and even showed that he had no connection with the Russian uh, administration at all, other than during the transition when you begin to speak with other countries, all countries, right? Is all you have to at some point talk to another country as president of the United States, as the this, the most important man on the world. I know that you hate to hear this, but Donald Trump right now is in a position where he's the most important man in the world, and you don't think at some point he's going to talk to the Russian administration, but none of it in regard to being a Russian spy. It was never. And, and you, you still support your Democratic Party and your Democratic uh, leadership. I, I don't know what's gone wrong. I don't know what's gone wrong in your life. I don't know what's gone wrong with you. I don't know what's happening uh, with you. I am, I am just so sad and sorry that you continue to put up with this BS from the media and your party. All right. I think that's it. I think that was my last thing I had to share. Uh, and the reason I shared those different things between the myth about the pandemic, about uh, back in uh, 2009, where the Biden uh, administration, uh, Obama Biden administration, stopped all testing because they didn't want people to find out how bad it really was, and that it was killing more children than anybody else. But yet we didn't close the school. Uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to share with you that all this is not because of anything other than they want to win in November. None of it. None of this. Making you wear masks to closing down churches to allowing the rioting to continue and pretend it's not happening, to allowing the killings to go on in New York and Chicago and Baltimore and Detroit, allowing that and ignoring that, allowing BLM to, 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 to riot and, and kill and allow people to be killed in these other states with doing nothing, Democratic-run uh, municipalities, allowing that to happen, defunding the cops and dismantling the police departments. All of that has nothing to do with anything other than winning in November, nothing. And yet I have people that I know are supporting it and writing posts about it. You have lost your minds, all of you. And I'm so disappointed in your hatred for America and hatred for uh, uh, us 
as me as a as a Christian man or uh, April as a Catholic woman or uh, who else is on here? Uh, other Christians and Catholic, even non-denominational people, even Jews. You know, I, I'm shocked sometimes when I see a Jew who's a Democrat. It it, it blows my mind, but I, there are some. It, it blows my mind. Uh, you know that. Um, that that the, the, just for any reason that you would think that the the Democratic Party is for you if you're American, none of it makes any sense to me. Not none of it. All right. So I, I hope that I made that that point clear. That the things that I brought up are all it, it, it's got to come together as one one thing. It's only one thing: winning in November. That's all they care about because they don't care about black children because children are getting killed more by gunfire than COVID nineteen. More children are dying of suicide than COVID-19. More children are dying and be, becoming sick from other issues than COVID-19. Abuse. Uh, they're being sexually abused. They're, they're being damaged mentally by doing what it is you're doing. You do not care. Democrats, voters, and now politicians do not care, apparently, about the children in our world they don't care about America. They've, they've, they've come to hate America. And I, and I cannot explain their hatred for this country. It's, it's unexplainable. It's, it's just, uh, I, I have atheist friends of mine who are Republicans that are like going, these people are crazy. <laughs> the people are nuts. And it's just, it's just, it's, um, it's dumbfounding. It truly is dumbfounding when you begin to, and this is only a part. I, this show would be two hours long. How, what, how much time am I been on now? 44 minutes. I'm so sorry. I, I have way more stuff. I, I had to pick through the stuff that I just wanted to tell you about the pandemic, the rioting. Uh, uh, and I didn't get much to the police stuff, but the police stuff is just lunacy, just crazy. You have more rioting and killing, but yet let's get rid of all the cops. Does that, you cannot be a common sense human being, American, United States, and not just go, what the F? Like, what What the hell? <laughs> You've lost your freaking minds. All right. So I think I've gone on long enough. Let me talk about what happened with me yesterday and why there's so much significance about all of this that I'm talking about. I promise you it's all going to come together. I promise you. I know it seems kind of maybe convoluted now, and I hope, I hope that this is okay. Please let me know if I'm just completely ruined this whole show or not, because I, the, the message is this, the silence, the silence of, and we call it the, 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 the silent majority. Uh, it, we, we can't be silent they, because we're dying. Children are dying because of us being silent. Children are dying because you're afraid of losing your job. People are, uh, uh, people are dying because you are afraid to speak up to your neighbors, to uh, people at a party, to, to uh, Facebook, to Instagram, to Twitter, that you're not showing. Uh, listen, I've been quiet long enough, like that coach. I honor that coach, and that's the reason I showed that, and that he said, you know what? I'm not being silent anymore. I, president Trump is our president. He got fired. Sure. I know. I know you have children to feed. I know. I know. But listen to me. There's better things ahead for you. I promise you. I know it's scary. I know it, you're afraid. Right now, I have lost almost everything um, because of the pandemic. And I'm still here. I'm still broadcasting. I still find a way. I do other stuff. Right. You just find another way. I know you've been at that job for 30 years. And if you say if you had said anything that you're a pro Trump, you probably get fired. Up. I know. But I, I don't know what to tell you, because if you don't, people are going to die. If you don't, you are going to, you don't think this is going to come to your house. You do not. Listen, before I go on to my story, I'm this last thing is that I've shared a little bit more of this. I had a conversation, a meeting with a source of mine 
who is in a criminal and I'm trying to not give away too much because I'm going to get in big trouble if I give this too much away in, in criminal intelligence. And he is involved in, um, he's he knows what's happening with BLM and um, Antifa and they are monitoring everything that's going on. This is an organized, both of them are organized, organized groups. Sometimes they get along, sometimes they don't, but they're still there's together. They're making, they're damaging our country, right? They're destroying our country. And they know that the silent people will not do anything about it. And they know that they're loading up in buses they're giving airline tickets and flying to these different cities so that they can destroy the cities. They're organized. They're well-funded. Um, he tells me that they're in buses that are luxury buses that are air-conditioned with food and televisions. They have more lux luxuries inside these buses than he's ever seen. He knows. And they're being taken to Portland and Seattle, and they're being uh, taken out, right? There's their shifts. Um, there's funding. They're well-fed. They're becoming more and more well-organized. There's people in Hollywood and Los Angeles who are very wealthy, who are funding most of this stuff. They have professional photographers and videographers that work for major studios who are following them and documenting what's going on. And then they're editing the video to make it look bad for, um, uh, you know, good for Antifa and BLM, but bad for everybody else, for law enforcement. Um, this is well-organized. Um, I, I, I hear that there's something going to be happening in August. He didn't know exactly what or when or where. But the feeling is it's going to begin to hit suburban areas, um, uh, middle class areas. And instead of the areas that they're doing it now is it's going to move into these other areas where we've been fairly safe from for the time being. That is the thought um, on that part. There are other stuff that I said is true. The, the where, What's going to happen in August is and it's supposed to be big because there's a lot of chatter. We call it chatter in law enforcement. You probably heard that in regard to terrorism and terrorists that there's chatter and there's conversations about, OK, when we do this thing, blah, blah, blah. When we do the, and the uh, code names, uh, it's not really clear because they're using code names and numbers and words instead of actually saying, hey, we're going to go to wherever, Walla Walla, Washington, and we're going to destroy a, a neighborhood over there. And so I'm telling you, if you do not think that this is coming to you, you have a you have another thing coming and your silence is is not going to serve us well. Uh, you need to speak up and we need to say no more. No more. Our church is going to be closed. No more. Are we going to allow this to happen in our cities? No more. Are we gonna allow prisoners to be released from prison who should still be in prison. No more. Are we going to have sanctuary cities? No more. Are we going to have open borders? No more of this stuff. And it, it just has to stop. We, we have to speak up and begin to stop it. So let me get to my story about speaking up. Um, yesterday, my son, my 14-year-old son, we started going to this church because it was open. Uh, uh, Calvary uh, Chapel, uh, uh, Chino Hills Church, um, ran by a man by the call uh, by the name of Jack uh, uh, Hibbs, uh, a fantastic guy. Talked to him yesterday, uh, and uh, he's become fairly popular. He's on the news. He's 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 become really big in, in the um, in the Christian world, and <clears throat> and he's running this church. And he's going. I'm not closing. <laughs> and he's got a battle right now with Gavin Newsom. Um, the other day, um, which was uh, Saturday, um, Mike Pompeo was supposed to come to the church and speak. Governor Newsom blocked it because apparently for a, uh, and I'm not sure the exact wording, but for somebody from Washington, D.C. to come into a state and speak, they got to get the permission of the state. This is really odd, right? Uh, and, I, and it's you know part of our constitution, whatever. And so the church said, hey, we want to have Mike Pompeo come speak at our church. And Governor Newsom said, no, blocked it uh, and did not allow him to speak. 
Um, you know also that there was supposed to be a big Blue Lives uh, Matter type of thing or a, a back the blue type of rally that was supposed to happen in New York and Governor Cuomo completely blocked it too. He made it a, an unlawful gathering and blocked it. Uh, he didn't wasn't going to allow certain people to come in and speak from, the, again, Washington, D.C. He blocked them just like Governor Newsom blocked um, uh, Mike Pompeo from coming in. Mike Pompeo is from Orange County, by the way, where I'm at right now. Um, and uh, whatever uh, Cuomo did, he blocked this. He did the same thing so that there could not be a rally that showed support for law enforcement. Completely the opposite of what he's allowing with the rioting, right? You go, no, you can riot. You can, you can torch our, our cities, but you can't come there as pro-law enforcement. That you can't do. And whoever's going to come, we're going to keep you from doing this. So Cuomo did that the other day, yesterday, I think it was. And on Saturday, Governor Newsom did not allow Mike Pompeo to come to the church in Chino Hills to speak. So so this church is fantastic. And he's, he's fighting it. He, he's got a recall going on and all this great stuff. So we've been going there since the weekend before 4th of July. Uh, my 14 year old son, you know, the other kids have been gone, going to the, um, you know, their classes. And then my son and my daughter, my 12 year old daughter, we sit down and listen to the message. So over the last five to six weeks, uh, we've been listening to this fantastic message. And I shared a little bit of it with you. He has a great way of speaking uh, about the message. And um, he, teach, he teaches the, uh, the word out of the Bible. And he's fantastic. It's been, and, and again, he's, 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 <laughs> he's all over what everything I just talked about all over it. Right. And doesn't like it either. So my son has been, you know, we've been taking him to church for years. Uh, my ex-wife takes him to the, whatever church, stupid church, you know, whatever church she goes to. I just was kind of trying to be funny. And then I stopped, I didn't stop myself in time. Uh, and then my church, which is way better. Right. That's my point. And so we had another church we we're going to, and now we started going to this church. And so he's been around it a long time, um, but sometimes he's, you know, kind of, you know, listening and I can see him kind of, you know, fading off and that kind of stuff. But for whatever reason, over the last five or six weeks, he's been really listening to this message. Uh, the message is coming from Jack Hibbs. And so, but I could feel it. There's something I could feel like because we would ask questions. We'd have conversations about conservatism and liberalism and, uh, uh, you know, defunding the police and uh, the pandemic and Democrat versus Republican. And we've had all these discussions. He'd watch some of the videos that I would watch. And we watch both sides just so we can kind of get a feel for what's going on. And we've had these great conversations and great talks. And um, and then yesterday we're in church and, he, and he's sitting next to his best friend. His best friend from junior high is sitting next to him. And his best friend's mom happens to join us and she's there too. And at, towards the end, towards the end of the uh, the message yesterday, and I actually should play it for you, but I, I don't want to take much more time. You know, the, the pastor says, for anyone who wants to accept Jesus Christ into their heart and make a commitment to Jesus Christ today publicly, uh, I want you to come up to the front of the stage. And my son, my son, and I'm listening to Jack, and then my son kind of hits me with his elbow. And I, again, I didn't put these two things together. He elbows me, and I, and I go to listen like this, and he goes, Dad, where do I go? And I, and I was thinking, for what? Like, I didn't connect that what he was asking about what Jack was saying. I thought he wanted to go to the restroom. Like, where's the restroom? And I said, for what? And he goes to accept Jesus Christ in my, in my heart uh, and, as my Lord and Savior. And I immediately, and I'm almost going to do it now when I try to stop myself. Hold on. Give me one second. Just give me one second. I want to be able to get the story up. Because th this is an important part, but it's not the only important part of the story. All right, so I point to the stage and um, I just point to the stage because I couldn't speak. I go, like I grunted something and he stands up. Nobody else in the 2,800 people, 
in this church, 2,800 people. My 14-year-old son stands up, right? And everybody around me sees it and they kind of look up and they go, is he doing what we think? He stands up and walks down. He starts to walk down the, the center aisle where we're at, uh, but that's where the cameras are. And he didn't realize that there was no way to get to the stage walking down the aisle. He turns around and I'm thinking, oh, and I didn't realize, I didn't realize that there was no path. He turns around, starts coming back and he looks at me and I'm thinking, oh, what happened? <laughs> I thought, I thought he was going, did he, did, did, you know, something happened to Chamber, but, it, but he, he walks past my aisle and then he walks around. So now he's got almost like this, like he's got to do this whole, this whole show in front of 2,800 people, not including the band, not including the pastor where he walks up and then makes a right again, down to people all around him and then walks down and he's the first one to stand at the front of the stage. The first one to stand at the front of the stage and accepts the prayer, accepting Jesus Christ in his life. He goes back, gets his Bible and it was incredible. My son and I, and my daughter, we go to the front where pastor Jack is. I tell pastor Jack exactly what happened. And while I was standing there, who is one of his bodyguards, I'm looking and it's a guy by the name of Bruce Lynn. And I see Bruce Lynn. And I go, what the heck is Bruce Lynn doing here? And I see that I can tell that he's body, he's bodyguarding Jack Hibbs, right? He's one of the guys. Every church has him. Don't, it's not because he's, well, he is a little controversial, but, but uh, there he is. And I'm looking and I go, and Bruce and I, he turns and looks at me. We make eye contact. And as he's walking towards me, he goes, dude, what's up? And then he looks, he goes, is that your son? He goes, I saw, he's, he walked up. And he goes, I saw him. I didn't know that was your son. And he goes, he goes, I got to, he goes, listen, I got to tell you, I saw him walking up and it caught every bit of my attention. And I looked at him and thought about my son who, and I'm not going to tell you his story, but it was significant. And I'm just going to tell you that very significant that he saw my son walking in the front of the stage and he took note of it and it hit him in his heart. And he goes, and he goes, dude, I, that's why I recognize, I recognize him because I saw him. I see lots of people walk up, but I see him, I recognize him, and that was amazing. And it, it, it touched my heart in a way and made me think about my children. All right, so that's not the end of the story. So I get up to Jack, I explain to him, I talk to him about you know I, how much I appreciate him and what he's doing, that kind of stuff and, and all that. What you don't know, and what I'm gonna share with you right now, and this has to do with speaking up and talking, that you, you have no idea how it's going to change somebody's life, how by just, speaking your mind about speaking what's on it's on your heart by by uh, sharing something your story with somebody how important this is you, you'll i'm hoping this will help i'm hoping this story will help all right somewhere back around 1993 1993 and, and bruce and i talked about this today and because we were trying to figure out what the date was about 1993 I was in my uniform in patrol. I was going to get my car at the what we call the property window. You go to the property window, uh, they hand you a book and there's a the set of keys in it and you sign out for your patrol car. I was I was out of canine. I was in between canine and, and, and retiring due to a car accident. And I was signing out the thing. The word on the streets was to avoid Bruce Lynn because he's going to start talking to you about God. And, God, and Bruce was so embarrassed because he, he knew. He goes, oh my gosh, I was so crazy back then. And the, and the word on the streets was don't talk to Bruce because Bruce is going to start talking to you about the Bible and Jesus and how he loves you and all this kind of stuff. And if you ever see him coming towards you with that look, run, because you'll never, you'll never get away. <clears throat> and so here I am at the window, right? 
signing on my thing, you know, BSing with whoever the, the girl was at the, at the property window and talking to her and, and doing whatever. And people are, Hey, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, everybody doing their whole thing, right. Uh, bantering back and forth. And then here, and then here comes Bruce and I'm like, and I'm kind of looking for an exit because I love Bruce and I love Bruce then. And I, you know, I really liked him a lot. He was a great guy to party with back in the day, but there was a period of time where he found Jesus Christ and things had changed. <laughs> and so here he's coming, he's in CTF. So he's wearing whatever he was wearing. He's wearing like his, uh, gas station attendant's uh, shirt and these ratty jeans because he's undercover in, in, crime, in the crime task force. And his name said, I forget what his name was, his undercover name was on the shirt. And, and Bruce goes, hey, dude, he goes, I, I, I goes, I, he goes, it's on my heart to share something with you. And right away, right? It's on my heart to share something with you. He goes, I want you to know that God loves you and I need to share something with you. And so we, there's an area where you can, you can kind of push your stuff down to the right so that you're not in the way of the window. The window was pretty big, right? And so you go, and there he was, and he was talking. He goes, I want to just, I, I don't know why. He goes, I, I know, I know that you, I know that there's stuff going on. He goes, I can just feel it. And I want to share something with you. And I was broken. To, you, listen, <laughs> you want to hear. I, there's nowhere I was near God. I was nowhere near Jesus Christ. I was agnostic. I, I had come out of sex crimes. I was pissed at God. I was pissed at Jesus Christ. I was pissed at the Holy Spirit because I was dealing with child molesters, in churches was many of my cases and i was and i was i was not in a good place i was still partying and drinking and going to vegas and you know and i still love vegas but i, I was going to vegas a lot back then i was going on trips and i was traveling a lot you know on my days off and just not there for god right not not even there and yet i i pushed and instead of running and saying bruce you know i gotta go to the bathroom or i'm not interested i stuck around and bruce said you know I, i'm just I'm, I, I need to tell you that god loves you and he goes, I just, I, I, I have to share uh, some, some passage with you. And I just, all I'm asking is what this is. And these are not word for word, but it's pretty close. I'm telling you, he says, I want to share some passage with you. They will, they will, they're amazing. I just want you to read them. That's all he was saying. He goes, I'm not trying to get you to do anything. I just want you to, I'm, I'm trying to get you to read. I just want you to read the passages. And he gave me five or six passages. And uh, I don't remember exactly what the passages were, but there are five or six great passages I remember because, again, I was not, I thought, I thought if I touched the Bible, it might, you know, burn up in flames and burn my hands. And, and if I went to a church, I thought it would fall down. That's where I was. And he gave me these passages and I don't know what it was. I wrote them down in my book that goes in my, um, uh, uh, you know, my pocket, right? I pulled it out and I'm writing down these passages. I don't know why, but I was. And I wrote them all down. And I think I still have it. I got to find it. I remember seeing it. I really not too long ago. And I wrote down all these passages. And lo and behold, I looked them up. I found a Bible. I looked them up and read them. And it was, it was the moment, that moment of him going out of his way, being brave enough to talk to a guy that was completely broken and give some passages to a guy that he knew. He knew me. Bruce and I knew each other. We partied together. We were with a lot of different people. <laughs> it was crazy. He was just crazy. He ends up marrying the chief's daughter um, and changed his life. The chief's daughter changed his life. And here he was changing my life. Little did we know. And he gave me those, I read them. 
it was maybe a couple weeks, month longer. I found a church nearby my house. I went to that for a little while. I left that church. I went to something called Mariner's Church in Newport Beach. I became the uh, security leader for their church and created their, their security program over at Mariner's Church. I was in charge of, of taking care of that pastor at the time, Kenton Bishur, uh and his wife and uh, myself and another police officer of Anaheim. We built the security team, trained all the people. We did scenarios and all that kind of stuff. And here I am, weeks after him giving me those passages, I'm now bouncing from one church to another, starting a security team at a church, a major church. It's a, it's a big church. And now they have multiple churches. And then I leave that church eventually after about six or seven years. I go to Yorba Linda Friends. I write a book called Falco Walking with God and a Dog. I'm teaching at men's retreats um, as, a, as a teacher uh, of, of certain issues in regard to men, the strength of men and, and, and trying to be a godly man and that we fail, but yet we need to keep pushing forward. And this is some, I can share with you some of my PowerPoint presentations. The book I wrote, Walking with God and the Dog, has lots of passages in it. I would be getting messages from people all over the state. I remember one in Texas. This guy in Texas sends me a letter. Hey, I read your book. It changed my life. I'm in a men's group now. And now we're using your book as a, as a, um, uh, as a study. We're using your book for the next two weeks in our men's group as we meet and sent me that letter all because Bruce Lynn, you see where I'm going here <laughs> all because Bruce Lynn on that day saw a broken guy who was probably just like not, not a, not healthy spiritually as in my heart and in my brain and in my thoughts. And Bruce Lynn approached me, did not stay silent, did not stay quiet and spoke to me in a way, for every way that moved me enough that I began this walk. His talk, those five or six passages gave me, led to a book. Those five or six passages led to me creating a security team at a church that desperately needed one. Those five or six passages, that, that moment of him not being silent led to me going to another church and becoming an instructor and teacher where I was teaching hundreds of men in Bible studies and, and, and men's retreats at Catalina Island. Those five or six passages led to me being at a church in Chino Hills, taking my son, my 14-year-old son, who accepted Jesus Christ in his life, that on that day, Bruce Lynn, the guy who gave me those five or six passages, was there <laughs> and saw him before he saw me and was moved by my son about something going on in Bruce's life. Don't stay silent. It may be uncomfortable. It may be difficult. It may be, it may feel like it's the, not the right time or the right thing. But do you see how not being silent on that day led to all these other things? God knows how many lives together he and I have changed because Bruce gave me those five or six passages. I didn't realize it until yesterday that that's, that was the path. It hit me yesterday when I saw him and I thought, and he said, I saw your son before I saw you. And your son moved me, much like Bruce Lynn moved me in 1993. In 1993, Bruce didn't stay silent. He saw me. He followed his heart. And he spoke up and spoke out. And it changed my life. And, um, and we met today and talked. And he gave me a book, which I don't have. <laughs> it's over there. Do you see what I'm saying? 
And I, I, if it, if it causes a couple of you to move and say, God, you know, I've been silent. I haven't, I, I want to say stuff so often and I don't, ah, I forgot the one more than the last thing I want to make sure and share. So I asked my son, this is the last thing. All right. This is the last thing. And then I'll sign off and I'll stop crying. I'm such a big wuss. Um, <clears throat> is it this last night, last night I asked my son, I said, so what, what was it? What was the word? What was the message? Where was the moment that you decided that that was what you were going to do, that you were going to stand up and go? And he said, it wasn't yesterday. It wasn't yesterday's message. And I, and I thought yesterday's message was good, but it wasn't as good as the week before. And he said, it was the week before. And the week, and yesterday's was great. Like, don't get me wrong. It was the week before. And I wanted, it was the week, the, the last week, wherever they had people come forward. I'm not sure if the week before or the week before that. But whatever that message was on that day, that message was so powerful. And I'm going to make sure and find out what message that was. He goes, that was the one. And I wanted to go, but I was so, I couldn't do it. I, I, I was embarrassed. I, I chickened out and I wanted to. And then I was so mad at myself that I did. He never shared this with me. He shared with this with me last night when we were going to bed. He goes, I was so ashamed and embarrassed, of, embarrassed that I was embarrassed and that I didn't go. And so yesterday, I just said, when he said it, he goes, nothing was going to stop me. And the way he was walking was so proud and so um, determined that it, it, it's even in that story, in that little bit of, you know, you can be embarrassed, you can be uneasy, um, your, your uh, psyche is telling you, no, this is not the right time, whatever it is, and you back down and you may not ever do it again. You may not, you, you'll lose that moment, but thank God we had another moment, had another opportunity in front of his best friend, in front of his sister, in front of this best friend's mom, he stood up and walked and got blocked by, and I, and I said in my message that, you know, it is, there was a little bit of a, 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 like a devil moment. I'm not a huge devil guy. I don't like talking about the devil, but you know, there was that moment where he could have been stopped. And said, ah, thank God there was a block because now I can go back and sit down. But he didn't. He kept going and went around. So don't stay silent. Don't be embarrassed. Don't, uh, don't, again, be the, the baseball coach. The baseball coach, who was also a teacher, said, you know what? I'm not going to be silent. This guy, this dude, with his faults, who maybe did and, and, and did probably do some things as a bachelor, as a billionaire with lots of money, made some bad choices. I made some bad choices. That's why I shared the story. I was not a good man when Bruce Jones approached me. I was not a good person. Not at all. Now I had fun. I had people like me. I joked around. I was good to be around. I was a, you know, I was a magician. I did magic. I juggled. I did a bunch of stuff. So I was very entertaining, but I wasn't a good man. And, um, and either is, was Donald Trump, all right? But he's our president and he's doing really good things. And if you, they would just let him change America and make it great again, if they would just get out of the way, I'm telling you that this, this country would be the, the best it's ever been. And it, it's, and it's gonna take you, just you, just you not to be silent, just you. It only took Bruce Lynn that one day to give me six passes to change. I don't know how many people's lives. I'm telling you, I've gotten so many people who either saw me speak, not that I'm a great speaker, but they saw me speak and said, God, that what you said today, I didn't think of it that way. I, I never heard somebody put it that way. Or that picture you put up just really hit me and made me think, you're right. I, I, I have to do this or I need to do that. 
emails that I got from people who read my book. You know, I read your book and positive, whatever it was. I had a, a lot of them. I still get them. Right. So that 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 five or six you know passages that Bruce Lynn decided that he was going to, and then he told me that God loved me. He goes, God loves you. You're a horrible person, but God loves you. That sentence, that thing led to all of that. And there's more, right? I'm still alive. I still have more to do. I'm doing this with you. I'm sharing my story with you. You do the same thing. And I will stop now. I am so uh, honored to have all of you watch. I know my numbers kind of went, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> We're up and down. Uh, would you please share this out if you think that it'll move somebody, if you think it'll touch somebody, if you think it'll it'll be important for somebody to hear? I don't know. I know my my shows are long. An hour and 10 minutes is a long time for all of you to sit through, for you know maybe your friends to sit through. But, but please tell them uh, that maybe there's something in there for them that we cannot be silent anymore. I'm sorry, my Democratic friends, but at this point, if you're still voting Democrat, you have lost your mind. Uh, there's, there's no other way to put it. I, this is not a show for the faint of heart. This is not, I'm not, I'm not here to make you feel good and say, oh, it's okay, our Democrat, it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not, you're destroying the United States, our country. Our country has a constitution. Burning up our constitution, changing our system, turning it socialist, is not good for our country. It's not good for us. It's not good for our children. Open up our country so we can go back to work. Open up our schools so our kids can go back to school. Stop rioting. Speak out against the rioting. Support our police. Send more police, not less police. Because that's the right thing to do. We This all has to stop. And it's only going to stop if we speak up and speak out. All right. Thank you, my friends. I, I appreciate you. I love you all. And uh, have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you.